Is science fiction really fiction, or is it just the future waiting to happen? Author Frank Herbert says it's a little bit of both. His books, under the Dune title, takes us to a strange planet where life and death is determined by a spice, which is carefully doled out by a leader who is a humanoid and the process of becoming a worm. Now, now before I, I ask you about the statement of that, Frank, <laughs> I, why is there a tendency for people to chuckle when they hear what I just, what I just said, to sneer, to smirk? Well, uh, I think it, it, it makes people uncomfortable, the idea that a human being can become something other than a human being, especially something mindless out of the depths. Uh, I'm very heavily imbued with Jungian psychology, so I think that we do have a sense of, of uh, the mindless animal in the depths of but, all of but us. But science fiction, when people say science fiction, they automatically go that. Sometimes a book could just do that to you. You know, I really felt that with uh, with God Emperor Dune. Like, I was just like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, dude, I get it, Frank. You're smarter than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I fucking God get it. <laughs> I fucking I came, get it. I came extremely close to giving up on God Emperor Dune. Yeah, like, bro, okay, I get it. This is the most metaphysical deconstruction of the male hierarchy bullshit that you could come up with. I get it. You're really intelligent. But what the fuck is up with this worm? Like, what is up with this giant-ass worm? I'm more concerned about this, and you're over here talking about this. Like, what's going on with his body? Yeah, like, why, <laughs> why did you decide to, have... to make him a giant fucking worm? Like, I need answers. Why? And why is he all of a sudden obsessed with having sex with this woman that he can't have sex with? That he literally cannot fornicate with because he is a fucking giant worm. This is what happens when writers are good. They write themselves into a literal corner that they can did. not get out of. Like, there's no way to get out of it because you're so detailed in explaining why this happened. That you can't go backwards unless you retcon and make yourself look stupid. I just, all right. So the thing about it, and is, then you know the, the retcons would keep him dunking a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. He's like, you know what? Let's just make a gula or a clone. Let's just make a clone. Let's just clone him. I mean, it is so, did the same funny, shit. It's funny because he literally creates a whole other like this elaborate reasoning for. Which is essentially a clone. <laughs> he gives it this whole new thing, a gula, and it's like they have mechanical eyes and stuff like that. It's supposed to be like their big trait, why it makes them different. After that, they don't ever even talk about the mechanical eyes anymore. Bro, he, he literally, like, he, he just, he literally pulled a really Scott, you know, like let's just make more clones. Let's just make more clones. I got a, I got a challenge for you that I'm going to bring up after this uh, podcast is over with All right. the very tail end of it. What's the right before we, right before we close it out, I'm going to, I'll give it to you after. I need to know what challenge is. I'll, I'll give it to you. So it's like a, it's a challenge. Right. F it now. What's the challenge? No, the challenge. What's the challenge? I need you, your challenge is to convince me before we wrap this podcast up tonight to read the Dune schools and prequels. Okay. Now, so how are you going to convince? To do that. He said the dude, right? Mm -hmm. 
is I read all the original six. I read I read the six Herbert books, like all six of those. But I have not attempted to read any of the prequels written by his son or Kevin J. Anderson or the sequels yet. Okay, so I, I'm on. A, I'm technically on the last book. I will not tell you to read the prequels per se, not mm-hmm. word for word. I will tell you to read Paul of Dune. Paul of Dune is right there in the middle between Dune and Dune Messiah. Right there in the middle. And they actually introduce a lot more of the world. Uh, prequels in the world, like other houses. They talk about other houses. They talk about Paul. And they also introduce more Blade Masters that has one of the most interesting twists that I think I've read in some of the Dune series. The reason why you should read that is because it actually proves that Brian Herbert and Kevin Anderson can write a Dune book. Now, are they as smart as Frank? No, but that's what the hell you need to finish this shit out. Now, don't read all these... Don't read, like, oh, the the mid-tox of Dune. Don't read, like, the friggin' Harkonnens of Dune, all, like, those houses. Don't read that shit. Just read the continuation stuff. Okay. What about um the uh the prequel ones that set like way way into the past, like the um with ah, the, the first rev- the revolt yeah 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 that because I have read that those apparently have a character that is introduced in those that plays an important part in the sequel. So I'm actually reading uh what do I have right now? I had this one too. This is actually my word desk. This is like the machine crusades. So this is when they fight mm-hmm. the thinking machines or AI, you know, whatever you want to call them. But I got that at my yeah. work desk. So I read that on my break sometimes. That's okay. You know, they're not all they're not all like A plus stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, if you want to just go ahead and finish it out, it's worth it. So would you say like I should definitely read uh, Paul of Dune? What about Sin Sins of Dune or whatever it was or Winds of Dune? Yeah. The one that deals with AI. Well, the sister. You can get away with not reading. Oh that. yeah. You can get away with not reading. That. So definitely read Paul of Dune and maybe the Machine Crusade stuff. Yeah. Then sequels, and then if I feel like continuing, read the other stuff. Exactly. Okay. So it's all doable. Okay then. It's all doable. It's all doable. It's the thing about Paul Dune. I think Paul Dune is essential. People may disagree with that, but I do believe Paul of Dune is. It, it kind of proves that they can write, but uh, yeah. those would be the ones that I recommend. Okay. All right. Good deal. Because I was kind of like, I know for sure, because I, I, I finished um, Chapter House of Doom, and I was like in a weird state. Yeah. Like, where what I was the fuck like, I, how do I feel? You know? Like, yeah, do I want to continue this? Because like, yeah, there's some unanswered questions. Like what is going on with the mother? Was it Mother Matriarchs? Yeah. The Matriarchs and, uh, and the, uh, and the uh, Benny Jesuits. They they become very they they're they're important throughout, but they become way more important later on. Yeah, so it's like because you know you still got that conflict with them, but you know the main cast got away, like the main the main heroes escaped. Yeah, and uh, but the way the book ends, it's like it lives on a you know they got a, it lives on a cliffhanger, but it also li- ends on like a potential good wrap up because it's like they escaped and they gone into unknown territories where. The whole the whole series so far at this point was them trying to outrun the was it the golden um the golden path to try to like outlive the golden path yeah well, or continue it. it yeah just the the thing about it was is the goal is to stay on the golden path because or at least that, that's what Leto, Leto's uh, yeah. whole thing was to stay on the golden path 
And um, the whole rebellion was basically to get away from that and let humanity just go into the unknown. Yeah. So, for what I understand, what the golden path was was to prevent stagnation of humankind, mm-hmm. which stagnation would lead to humankind's utter and complete destruction. Was for what I, what I got of it. Oh yeah, I think that's what it was intended to be. That's what um, that's what the whole golden path was for Paul, because Paul was like. I I don't. He was afraid of the golden path. Like he did not want to pursue it because he knew what he would have to sacrifice, and he yeah. was not. He even says it. I'm not. I'm not man enough to continue the golden path. And uh, he knew that, that. Was the best possible outcome. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up. Yeah. And he. Uh. But you know, Leto continues it, and but the whole point of like, you know, all the other people like uh, Duncan's character and. All the other people was to get away from the golden path and basically let humanity go into the unknown and just see what happens. And so the chapter house dune ends on them literally escaping the known universe and going into the unknown, not being able to be tracked by anybody, by the matriarchs or the Benedict Gesserit. And then you got, you know, the two people watching them. People have said that if you look at that being like a um being like an insert for Frank and his wife, it was a way for them to kind of do a sign off to leaving those characters alone. So like I said, I'm in a spot where I'm like, do I want to go and just let that be the, the official ending where it's the characters are on the unknown and nobody knows what happens. Or do I want to see what uh Kevin James Anderson and uh, Brian Herbert claim to be the final ending of the series? Because, you know, there's a lot of claims on that. Like, is that actually what Frank Herbert attended? Were there actual notes in the locker? Or are they making this all up? Well, I tell you what, I could tell Frank didn't. I I could tell it's more. I could tell it's more his son than Frank, because Frank would have kept all the motherfuckers dead. He would kept all of them dead, or or he would have done something. He wouldn't have been all. Well, everybody but Duncan. Yeah, but Duncan. Everybody but God damn man, he has like an obsession with Duncan man. I don't know what it was. Duncan Idaho baby, the blade master. (laughs) I, I don't get it, like, for real, though. For like, I, I mean, like, Duncan is a good character, don't get me wrong. He's a great character. But it seems like Frank Herbert knew how to not fuck Duncan over and actually made him a, like, an interesting character, even whenever he was basically a clone of himself to the point where he didn't even know that he was a clone of himself. Or he knew, but he didn't have those original memories yet. And he was still an interesting character when he was hated. <laughs> it's, it's weird, but I just want to know, I just, I wish... <sighs> And you'll never, we'll never know the answer because you know he passed away like way before we were both born. Yes, sir. Yeah. I just, I just want to know what his why, why Duncan of all the characters he could have resurrected and continued. Know. Why Duncan? Me and a guy had a conversation with this at uh, when I was still at Best Buy. And we talked about it, and it was something about. I think we we landed on this, and this is just our theory. It, it has something to do with the, it has something to do with the deconstruction of the patriarchal society. You know, it's it's, it's kind of like kind of like what we got down and broke down into. It's just the deconstruction mm-hmm. of the patriarch patriarchy, so to speak. That's why I was dunking. That's why you had like all this stuff, and that's that's why you had Paul. That's why Paul ended up the way he ended, and that's why Leto essentially destroyed himself. Uh, in yeah, a way. Because, yeah, because I, I noticed that trend going in every book. It's literally like you know Paul rises up in book one and he's supposed to be like you know according to book one he's the savior of humanity he's like you know the people he's like the hero essentially the hero yeah. in the first book then in the second book 
they deconstruct Paul to literally down to the point where it's like everything he did was Nothing. not for the betterment. Yeah. yeah, it was not for the betterment. Um, and so they raised... Every choice he made uh, was wrong. It's just about... Like, right. That's the way to say At least that's what I felt. Like, almost every choice he made was and, wrong. And to take over his spot, they took... A, was there, how do you say her name? Aya? Uh, uh, Aaliyah? Yeah, his sister. Like his sister's name? Aaliyah? So they take her and they raise her up to be... Paul's successor, and she's supposed to be, you know, the real, like, not technically the chosen one, because that's like a cliche thing to say, but um, she's the one that's supposed to, like, move everything in the right direction. But she's destroyed by her own powers and shit. Yeah, and the same thing happens to her in Children of Doom, whenever she gets jealous of the twins and is now trying to kill them, because she lets Baron's genes take over her, like, in the memories and stuff like that. That was so weird. So she basically... That shit was, like, incestuous yeah. and all that fucking shit. That, that was so weird. Well, no, it wasn't... Well, not that in that very... way, but he, he influences her. He influenced her in every physical and mental way. Like, his oh, yeah. influence changed her her mindset, her sexuality, and all that stuff. Whereas, poor time that she would never have thought of cheating on Duncan, but she cheats on Duncan, oh. you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot that. She did cheat on Duncan. But I did know, too, that it was like they mentioned even things, too, that, that um, you know, according to what I've read about the House of Harkonnen, you know, all the Harkonnens at one time were, like, physically fit men. And then something happens whenever they get to a rise in power. There's, like, a curse of gluttony or something like that where they eventually become, like, slobs because yeah. that's what happened with the Baron. And uh, they were mentioning that she was having moments like that in the book too herself where she was starting to become more softer so she was doing not only was she doing a mental change she was doing like a physical change as well yeah Mary was pretty much essentially taking over that's why she threw herself yeah. off that damn bridge because it was why she mm-hmm. committed suicide because she was like well I'm, I'm pretty much dead already <laughs> so that's like that's like the easiest way I could break down like her mindset was like I'm dead already so yeah, because like he did like basically completely like assume yep. her like, exactly for the back of what, lack of better words, he consumed her and was like going to be like her host or whatever. Like she, her body, he, her body was going to be his host. Yeah, and, the right term. and plus she was suffering anyway because you know the the thing about her, which they delve on, is that she just pretty much got her powers too early. She got powers mm-hmm. too early. She was, was still a child and stuff like that, and then she also was like. Very underage when her and uh, Duncan got together, and then Jessica was a selfish as hell after uh yeah after everything with Paul. Jessica was pretty much Jessica. She just retired to uh she just retired with Gertie. Like you know, I don't think her and Gertie ever officially got together, but you know they speculated that they they had like a relationship and everything. She pretty much just retired with Gertie until uh until Ollie's getting ready to kill up kids. Yeah. And then she finally makes herself known, and she even has a reluctancy about uh, the twins and stuff like that yeah. too. Though. I mean, shit. So Jessica wasn't a good family person. Has, yeah, Jessica wasn't a good person. The only good person in the whole damn family died in the first the book. Damn Duke. The, yeah, he died. Yeah, yeah. he died early. Yeah, the original, yeah, the original Duke. Like he was the only good person, like in the whole book. Yeah, Duke was and all he's right. Like, but after that, he paid. Shit, he died for being good. Like he, he died. He yeah. couldn't see. He couldn't see the uh the you know that the emperor had laid a trap for him because he was good upright Duke Leto you know the favorite of the Landsraw the man who could become emperor he couldn't see past that shit yeah like and it was like the emperor the whole thing the reason why Duke even gets killed is for a reasoning that wasn't even his 
is because Duke was becoming the, you know, he said the favorite of everybody to the point where they were like, yeah, he's going to succeed the Emperor. We would rather have him. And the Emperor saw Duke as a Duke as a threat, and that's why he eliminated them. Yeah, he's like, fuck that. It's like, Duke had nothing to do with this, because he, he was being faithful to the, the Emperor to the very end. He had no desire to overthrow him or no desire to have his family rise among the royalty or anything like that. It's just, it's a system of power where he was becoming the favorite, and everybody was willing to do it, and it was the fear of having somebody else having more power than All right, I know this is like not our normal episode. This is more of a teaser about things that are about to come. So if you enjoyed this, stay tuned because we're about to have a new series on our podcast. And hopefully, if I can get this stuff done in time, we might be able to have a little video series on YouTube. But come back and check out our new segment that we have not came up with a name for yet. But I can tell you this much, it's going to be us talking about the Dune series. Um, we're going to try to break them down book by book and basically have a discussion with each one of them. So we look forward to uploading these new episodes with you and I hope y'all enjoy and look forward to listening to us talk about things that probably go over our head. Until next time, guys. Stay tuned. science fiction for people who don't read science fiction and people who read science fiction but, also but you were just telling me that you were you were going after that general readership oh yes but you were frankly a little bit surprised when it went over as big as it did why well I didn't it, you, you don't wait for that you go on to do another story and then when it happened it happened big and I was very surprised by how big it, it came along you've said science fiction writing can have a missionary impact could you elaborate on that for me a little bit well, I think it first has to be entertaining, <clears throat> because if it's not entertaining, nobody's going to read it. Uh, I put a, a pot of message in there with a mess of pottage. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is the message? What is the statement well, that, that you're attempting to make here? Uh, don't trust leaders to always be right. <laughs>